Beck and Gazeel here, and this is some of the best bits of our show in the last 24 hours. It'll make your wildest dreams come true. Well, it's definitely some bits of the show from the <laughs> last 24 hours, but we really hope you enjoy it. And joining us in the studio, it is Pastor Phileas from Kingdom City. He helps us every single fortnight. He helps us grow strong marriages, and we have covered so many topics this year. Yeah. Uh, just to rattle off a few, why a wedding? Uh, uh, how's your serve? Uh, boundaries. We did multiple series on boundaries. Yeah. Um, how to become a great lover, like all sorts. So if you miss any of them, please head online, 98five.com. But today we're doing a Q&A. Yeah, yeah I'm excited Brilliant. about this. Yep, excited to be here. It's how are you great. doing, Phil? Doing well. Doing well. Loving life. Um and a bit injured from some of the things we were doing in church recently, but but I'm good. I'm ready to go. Come on. Alrighty. Classic church? Is that what? Yeah. <laughs> so we'll get into some of the questions that you have received this year Great. Uh, from some of the various topics. So you're happy to go straight on into yeah, it? Yeah, let's go for it. All right. This one's from Julie. Uh, when we have a disagreement, I find it hard to listen because I feel that when I say nothing, they think that I agree with them. I saw my mum let my dad walk all over her and I'm afraid this is happening again with us. It never feels like we resolve any issues. Would appreciate your thoughts. Mm, That's great. Look, I think the first thing to ask yourself is what's the origin of your struggle? If you are processing this type of issue, there's two issues. One is your present situation, but the other is your family of origin. And in your family of origin, you've witnessed this scenario that's built up. You said, my fear is... My fear is that Mm. indicates to me that a lot of what's driving your behavior is your family of origin. And you actually may need to process that and work that out because here's what happens. If we we don't process what happens in our family of origin, sometimes we end up making our spouse uh, or our family pay for the sins of the generation gone before. And so it's really important to first identify... Uh, what's driving? Is it my family of origin that's really triggering me at a level that's not necessary? Or is it realistic? Second thing is ask your spouse. You may need to ask your spouse for forgiveness. You may need to uh, process with them the reactions and the way you're being triggered. Best thing to do, explain and talk about what triggers you and have a conversation. And the third thing is, I think, and this is what Sue and I have done in our navigating conflict, is commit to a strategy or commit to a plan in how you're going to respond when you're uh, in a disagreement. So, for example, if you if you plan if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And in other words, put something in place before your next conflict. So you've both made an agreement. This is what we're going to do. Example like we won't interrupt each other when one person's got something to say. We'll actually hold our tongue and listen. Mm. Do you know the average person, according to marriage marriage preparation course, the alpha marriage preparation course that I heard Nikki Lee say recently, he said the average person interrupts another person every 17 seconds. Wow. <laughs> every 17 seconds people interrupt. So number two, we won't. another example is we won't start shouting and raising our voice, lifting the level and volume. The moment you do that, the other person person becomes defensive. And another area is uh, we won't become uh, indifferent or dismissive. We'll actually maintain focus and work that through. Three simple things you can put in place beforehand. You may need to think about your own uh, 
difference and personal situations you need to put in place. Put a plan in place. Make sure you reflect on what's going on in you and then make sure you reconcile with your spouse to sort it out. That's awesome. If you've got a question, send it through 0429-985-985. Just quickly, another one from Jessica. She says, my father died three weeks ago and my husband is an amazing support to me, but I can't help but feel that I'm sad all the time. How can I be a good wife in return? Yeah, I think that's a beautiful question and I'll say simple as this. God understands our human condition that we need to grieve. Mm. You know, even Jesus grieved for his friend. And in the scriptures, they allowed 40 days. And the word 40 in the in the Hebrew mindset wasn't a literal number. It was a time frame. And the word literally meant for as long as it takes. So you've got to allow yourself time to heal and be realistic with their expectations. One thing you can do with your spouse is you two talk about that and acknowledge, I'm struggling. I know that I'm not my best. I'm not where I should be, mm. but I want you to know I love you and I am really struggling with the way I'm feeling uh, and, and value their support. Don't mm. uh, You don't have to become superwoman in this moment or superman, you know, whatever the case. You, you just need to be realistic, but allow your spouse to do the journey with you Mm. in partnering together. That's beautiful. This next one's from Benny. Uh, He says, if my partner says sorry for something they did and they ask forgiveness, but they continue to do the same thing over and over again, at what point do I stop forgiving and hold them fully accountable for their actions? What a good question. Mm. (laughs) It's a big question. It's a bit of a subjective question too, but let let me just try and break it into two simple areas. One is the area of origin and the area of safety. So my, my partner is doing... X, Y, Z, whatever that is, um, is the origin of that based on their attitude or their ability? That's a really important thing. Because if it's based on an attitude mm. and I'm doing it attitudinally and it's hurtful, it's difficult, it's, a, it's an attitudinal thing, then that can be corrected. That's something they can take ownership. It may need forgiveness. It might need conversations to process but if it's an ability thing if it's an Mm. issue to do with their ability their capacity uh maybe a a human trait in them that like for me i I lose things and my (laughs) wife after 35 years has in a sense resigned herself to be the finder i'm the loser she i'm not a loser but you know i lose (laughs) that's not a good thing to tell yourself you're a loser on radio (laughs) sorry people no but i lose things she finds them and just now she's so instinctive about that she didn't even it just automatically, if I leave my phone somewhere at a party, she automatically sees it, picks it up, puts it in the bag, doesn't even know she's got it until the end of the night. I say, have you seen my phone? She goes, oh, yeah, yeah. It's so, so it's ability. It's like that capacity. And the other issue is not only origin but safety. And in terms of safety, is the issue that we're dealing with an issue of being unsafe, uh, something caused by a person that's creating an unsafe environment, that is a higher level of urgency versus preference. And preference is, oh, it's just annoying. Mm. I'm over it. I'm, I'm, I'm just unhappy with it. And let me tell you a quick story uh, just to wrap that up. I heard an amazing story uh, in one of the marriage training series that I've watched over the years. And it was I think it was Gary Chapman who does the five love languages, or one of the guys, might have been Gary Ezzo. Anyway, the bottom line is his wife would open drawers all the time and leave them open. And it, it annoyed the daylights out of him. He, ah, you've left the drawers open That's again. That's my husband with and the cupboard doors open. It ticked him off, it ticked him yeah. off so much. Anyway, so what happened was... Uh, 
he one day uh, thought, oh, my gosh, you know, everything he did, he, he's a teacher, he's a trainer, everything he did didn't work, nothing changed. <laughs> and one day their grandchild came over mm. and it was a little boy and he slipped and fell and hit his head on the edge of the Ooh. drawer that was left open. And the and he thinks, oh my gosh, now that's it. That will definitely fix the problem. That's it, you know. Unfortunately, she kept leaving them open. <laughs> and he came to this realization: okay, I can either divorce her, I can live miserable the rest of my life, or I could become the drawer closer. Mm. And he said, from that day on, he had a revelation. He decided he'd become the drawer closer. Yeah, right. And he said, all. Has been well from that moment on. Oh wow! wow. <laughs> I love that. Not point. everything is as simple as that, but yeah. that principle applies in so many situations. Well, I love what you said about the attitude and the ability, because some people don't have, like, to me, it's quite easy to close the drawer. But to some people, it's just, it's you know, you're forgetful and you move on. Yep. So going through those two filters is brilliant. Uh, we are running out of time, but another quick one here from anonymous. Our fights seem to escalate into other things. In the end, we are saying how much we hate our marriage. We love each other. Why do we keep doing this? How do we stop? Yeah, similar similar to the previous question, one of the previous questions we've asked. And let me let me just quickly finish it by this story of my own journey. Sue and I would have fights in our early years and they would escalate out of control. We would end the fight by saying, I hate this marriage. I'm over it. I'm done. I'm out of here. And it was exhausting. And we reached a point where... The words we'd been declaring because of our conflicts, it was literally leaving us paralyzed in the confidence that we could move forward. What changed was we realized that we could actually have conversations when we were not fighting and in conflict. We could talk about the next conflicts we were going to have. And we actually made agreements and put them in place prior to the next conflict. Think about a game of basketball. A game of basketball is only really brilliant and fun because you have the boundaries in place before you start the game. Mm. Or the house you live in has defined walls and rooms that you can live in. That's what gives context to your existence. What gives context to our relationship and makes it safe is the boundaries we put in place. Things like, I'm not going to scream at you. I'm not going to allow what's an issue to become me attacking your character and I'm not going to curse our marriage. I'm going to keep it to the issue and we're going to work this out together. Awesome stuff. Look, if you've got any more questions, you can fire them through. I think we're going to have to do this over two weeks, Phil. Yep. 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 So great. many questions to cover. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming in. Our guest it is Pastor Phileas from Kingdom City. And like I said, if you've got any questions, fire them through and we'll see you in a fortnight. Thanks, Phil. Whew, what a hoot that was. That was. Oh, I'm yeah. tired just from listening to it. Oh, I'm energised. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if you want more from The Drive Show, just visit 985.com. And don't forget, you can tune in live anytime for more of this great banter.